Ah, oh, boy, you want to warm up? Yeah, sure. A little mind meld? Let's do a mind meld. Mind meld. Uh, okay. One, two. One, two, three. Delicious Kirby. Maine lobster. Delicious Maine lobster. And okay. Kirby. One, two. One, one two, three. Glutton. Eat and glutton. One, two. One, two, three. Sin man. Pac-Man and Sin. <laughs> what is Pac-Man saying? <laughs> what is... I mean, we know what Pac-Man's greatest sin is. Yep. One, two, one, two, three. Adultery. <laughs> is it wrath or gluttony if you murder someone by eating them? I think it's a combination of the two. <laughs> oh, man. I think Kevin Spacey hasn't figured that one out. Dang it. From Seven, not from his real life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Zero credits. John, you know know what time it is? Uh, What time is it? It's time to get our gambling freak on. Gambling freak? Welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. What's gambling freak? And together we're Henry and John coming at you with a fast and loose name change real quick. Okay. We used to be called Zero Credits, John. Yeah. That's of the past. Oh no, do we have a new name? A new name. Okay, all... Zero Burgers. What is happening? We want to more feature the Uh, burgers of our menu, John. And so we are now Zero Burgers. I feel like people thought we just did the credits before. I know. People were so obsessed with our credits, they did not even realize that we had burgers on the menu. Now ask me, John... Are our burgers good? Are our burgers good? No. Oh. Well, then why would we do that? Because they're on the top of the menu, John. <laughs> oh, so we're just changing focus, but not delivering a necessarily better product. What? All right. Yeah, we're ZB. <laughs> you know, I really like the, the piece of promotional material we put out where the C and zero credits spun around and then kept spinning for a really long time until it became a B. <laughs> And hopefully they got hypnotized by that spinning to come try our juicy pank burgers. <laughs> our juicy pain burgers. <laughs> our burgers are so good, you'll be in pain. Yes, that is guaranteed. It is uh, on the scale that the doctor has between smiling face and crying face. It's a concerned six or seven face. <laughs> the guy in the... I, I've seen that pain shard. It's in like every triage room in the world. Uh-huh. The guy in the, the very middle just looks like he forgot to file his taxes. Yeah, he just looks concerned. Yeah. He's like... Like one like is a smiling person who like kind of feels... He, he still looks like maybe his wife's cheating on him. Yeah. And five is forgetting your taxes, and ten is you're dead. Ten is you're crying and red in the face. Yeah. Every time I look at that scale, it's uh, it's insane to me that a doctor 
I understand the usefulness of it, but you hand someone a chart to say, how in pain are you? And if anyone's handing you a chart, one should not be, I'm fine. (laughs) One should be, I'm experiencing some amount of pain. Also, I don't know, the face says a lot, so what if someone's like, I'm generally a happy guy, and the pain's not getting me down that much, so maybe a two. (laughs) Three is like... I feel pain on the inside, but it's like a dark emotional pain. Yeah. And I'm wearing a smile for everyone else. Number 10, I mean, 10, the biggest differentiator is it's just crying a lot. You cannot be in pain and cry a lot. I feel like a 10 should be like, the pain is putting me into a coma. Yeah. I'm feeling so much pain, my body literally cannot handle it. And so I am unconscious. The pain, the 10, should not be on the scale, because the doctor could probably tell if you're a 10. Yeah. Because you're screaming. Uh, <laughs> dumb shirt. It is. Thanks, doctors. All right, so you had a question. <laughs> yes. At the opening, John. I did, before we uh, revealed our name change to Zero Burgers. Yeah. What is Gambling Freak? You, You aren't familiar with the... Instant cult classic anime about a high school where they gamble. Is it called Gambling Freak? It's called... (laughs) I can't pronounce it. Oh, does it translate to Gambling Freak? That's another great question. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Let me quickly... Gambling anime, I will Google that. And it is called Kakagurui. (laughs) Uh, Let me me try a stab at that. Let's see. Oh, uh, Kakagurui. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it, but, uh, it's about, it's about a a high school where everybody gambles for social status in large, fat stacks of yen. Uh Uh-huh. Is it, does it have anything to do with that long-running, like, 30 years long manga about Mahjong? No. Oh. Yeah, see, that's probably more well-respected. This has everything to do with... With a particular girl, a new girl, to the school, as all high school anime drama things are about. Is this more high school musical or Riverdale? This is more Riverdale. Okay, so it's right up my alley. It's like overtly sexual. Uh Uh-huh. Grossly so. (laughs) Riverdale all over. And uh, the new girl's catchphrase is... Yeah? Let's get our gambling freak on. That's not a great catchphrase. She says it, like, four times. Uh, an episode? Or in general? Throughout the series. Uh, What are we talking about series-wise? Is this, like, an OVA? Like, six episodes long? Is it, like, a full season? Full season is 12 episodes long. Okay, so definitely shorter than something like a Naruto. Yeah, and they've ordered a second season. Oh, boy. So that... Even more... Look, gambling is exciting on its own, but when you... When you freak it... I took a little gambling and I freaked it. Freaked it. What? How would you freak something, like, creatively? I I mean, like, how would you portray someone getting their gambling freak on? Well, I mean, I think the gambling freak, uh, as an emotion, as an attitude, it's multifaceted. So I think that if if you really wanted to uh, embody the gambling freak attitude, you'd want really high stakes. Like? Uh, death. That happens a few times. Okay, so it's, it's total you're, gambling freak. You're familiar with the game Russian Roulette? Yeah. They turn it up to, like, seven bullets. <laughs> they put seven bullets in a six-chambered <laughs> gun. Man. But you no. can't, there's, there's actually another bullet in the barrel already. 
Yeah. Just just re- ready and waiting. Yeah. But no, like, ha- gambling freak. Yeah. Would that translate in your creative mind to orgasm? Uh, no. Oh, because that's what it is. Oh, is that what gambling freak is? Yeah. Oh. Uh, so when she says, let's get our gambling freak on, she th- means... She then proceeds to orgasm yeah. for gambling? For just risking it all. Oh, well, I mean, there are some people who do get sexual gratification out of taking risks. Oh, like in that movie Crash. Yeah. About the voyeuristic people who get in car crashes to get off. Yeah, exactly. Though, who made that movie? I have no Kurt idea. Kurt Vonnegut. I have only heard you talk about it. Oh, it's a good movie. Kurt Vonnegut's in it? <laughs> uh, yes, he's a starring role. God, I'm totally blanking on the director's name. Don't worry about it. Too uh, late. I'm going to look up Car Crash movie. Please do. Uh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, I watched it. Is Was it good? I watched it all. Look, I think the most important like takeaway from that... Is that they can make shows about anything. Is the animation good at least? That's a weird thing that kind of takes me out of watching a lot of anime. The anime... Well, yeah. The animation is very very well done. Okay, good. You know, very clean lines. Do you know who did it? No. Oh. Why, no, why no, did no. I know that? I just know that there is some like really big animation houses like Madhouse that do a lot of really good stuff. I don't know. I'm going to look it up because you asked a question. Please do. It. I mean, the manga is published by Yen Press. That's mm-hmm. that's fitting because Yen is their money. You're not going to talk. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was looking up the director of Crash. Uh, the studio was Mappa. Never heard of them. It was licensed by Netflix. Of course. Mappa. Mappa. Never heard of them. I'll have to check it out. It sounds a uh, gambling freak. Uh, they're a founder and former producer of Madhouse. Didn't you just mention? Yeah, Madhouse. Yeah, they're a founder and former producer of. Okay, yeah, Madhouse does really good work. They did Afro Samurai. Afro Samurai? That's a good thing. It is good. Much like Gambling Freak or whatever it's called. Stop. We can stop saying let's get our gambling freak on. <laughs> Look, I just want to get my gambling freak on. What uh, what gambling games has it told you about? I mean, they're all... <laughs> this is great. Because it's about gambling, sure. But, like, every episode is a different game. And they're all like, this is an original game that we came up with that has a secret system of cheating behind it. Oh, so instead of creating unique ways that characters could be cheating at... Existing games like Go or something. The the only the the coolest moment is they played uh, a game they called Choose Poker. Okay, which is basically poker with no folding. Mm. Um, and whoever bets highest can choose if the stronger or weaker cards win. That's neat. So it becomes all about the betting and less about what what like the the luck of the draw. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... uh, That's the coolest thing they've done. Yeah. You know, I just wish people would put down their choose poker and choose to go to the polls. Wow. That's a two-year-old joke. Yeah, I'm... Jesus. You know what I've been thinking about a lot lately, Henry? Speaking of getting our gambling freak on. Uh, so... We all know that it's the time of the year... For tracking! It's the time of the... Every four years... Four years, I do believe, where we are deep in the midst of 
Goal! Goal! The World Cup. The World Cup, John. And I don't know if you know, but I pay attention to every World Cup because my family has a little tradition. Uh, what is that tradition? Every four years when the World Cup is being played in the world, uh huh. my family and my extended family on my father's side, we draw lots for teams. Ooh, I hope you got a good one. Like Peru. Close! Peru's actually really good this year. Close geographically. Oh, <laughs> probably the same spirit. But before I reveal that, so yeah, we basically at random divvy up teams to 32 people. Mm-hmm. Some pets, some chickens. Okay. <laughs> I've got... We've got family chickens. I don't know what to say. Man, but, I hope the I hope the chicken wins. I think a dog has Germany this Ooh, year. Ooh, that's a tough one to beat. But my sister has Mexico, and so she beat a dog. Yeah. Okay. Good. I have Uruguay. Uruguay. Yeah, La Celeste, the sky blue. I believe. That, didn't they play on the first day? I don't know how the World Cup is organized. I just know there are a million matches every day, and none of them are in my time zone. Uh, they're in Group A, which is the group that plays first. Also the same group that Russia was in, Mm. is in. And uh, they did play, who did they play? Egypt, and they won. So we were up. Yay! Uh, My World Cup affiliation has always been, uh, if America's in contention, I root for America because I'm simple. Uh, so what I, do you what do you doing this year? Because America did not qualify. Because if America is not in contention, I always root for who I always go back to, Germany. Oh, just because Germany is a really fun team to watch. Uh, but it's kind of. I mean, it, they're kind. If it, you'll pardon me, they're, they're kind of the Patriots of say, the World Cup. Yeah, right out of my mouth. I was going to say, yeah, they're fun to watch. Just like the Patriots are fun to watch. Yeah, you should take a risk, John. I I'm thinking about switching. Legitimately. Alright, do would you like some humble suggestions of who you should follow this year and why? I just want to make it very clear last World Cup. I uh I was very big on the America, and then you know how that went. And then uh Germany went on this awesome streak of like taking not taking revenge, they just wanted to win for Germany, but it felt like it. So it was real nice to watch those games. I felt real good about it. But I'm thinking of making a switch. Before you feel too good, they already lost to Mexico. It's true. Mexico was like ranked, I want to say, I don't know, seven? I mean, if you look at like what Mexico has going on this year, uh, they're playing like for their lives. Like Mexico's team is doing really well, like placing way higher than they should given past performance. I mean, they beat the number one ranked team, which means anything can happen. Go Mexico. Viva la Mexico. As they say. As they say. If you're looking for some suggestions of uh-huh. some underdog teams that you might want to follow, I've got a few uh, a, a few contenders for you. All right, hit me. The number one contender, of course, is Iceland. Iceland? Iceland. This is their first World Cup mm-hmm. ever. Iceland uh, proving in pretty much all sports that uh, if you get people in Iceland into something, they're going to excel at it athletically. Strongman, CrossFit, pretty much every sport with an Icelandic athlete, they're really good at it. Now here's why you should follow Iceland. They're a tiny island nation of only about 100,000 people. Okay. They can't fill the stadium, John. Oh no. So we we need to lend <laughs> we, them help. We need to lend them our bodies. Yeah, we, we need to give them spirit because everyone knows the power of the 12th man... 
which actually also applies to soccer because there's 11 men on the field, mm. means everything in the World Cup. Remember those Vuvuzelas in South Africa? Uh-huh. They helped South Africa win the whole thing. No, they did not. They did not. But, you know, it's cool that they're in there because this is their first one ever and there's only 100,000 people. I mean, come on. That's... Why would you not root for the literal Vikings? I do like Iceland a lot. Second only to Finland. I love Finland, but they're not in it. Yeah, Finland's great. I named all of my devices Helsinki growing up, but that's neither here nor there. And uh, what are the other recommendations for teams? Recommendation number two. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the rising sun country of Japan. Japan? Now, why should you follow them, Jana? I'll tell you why. Thank you for asking. Wait, can I, can I uh, make one, make one okay. guess? Why? Is it because they developed pro-evolution soccer? I don't know what that means, but also they make robots who play soccer. Oh, okay. That's not my reason. Are they, do they field the robots this year? They <laughs> didn't. Oh, what that a shame. That would be amazing. Here's why you need to follow them, John. Because mm-hmm. their fans are super devoted to their team, and after every game, they clean the stadium. Oh. They clean their section of the stadium. They clean up after themselves. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's very cool. I know nothing about their team. <laughs> their team's probably great. Uh, they also made uh, the Inazuma Eleven games, which are soccer RPGs. How do you RPG a soccer? It's actually really good. Is it turn-based? Yeah, kinda. I'll show you a video later. Okay. There's a fan translation. They're good. Or maybe a regular translation anyway. Neither here nor there. Anime. Anime. <laughs> Get your gambling freak on and follow... Japan in the World Cup. Okay, do we have a third? Of course, John. I wouldn't start <laughs> this venture without having at least three teams to suggest. Okay. And this one is a surefire winner, John. You know why? Why? Because it's Uruguay. Uruguay? La Celeste. Oh. The uh, sky blue. Sell me on Uruguay. Well, first off, their team's called La Celeste. Okay. And that roughly translates to the sky blue. Okay. And they have a chant that goes, Yo soy la celeste. Yo soy la celeste. I am the sky blue. La celeste yo soy. The sky blue is I. That's the, their chant is very easy. That's, yeah, you could, you could say that in a living room easily. Their chant, they also like to chant uh, the national anthem mm-hmm. of Uruguay, which has a line in there about la celeste, the sky blue, because their flag has blue in it. Oh. Don't know if you knew that. I did not. Well, their flag has blue in it, hence the national team color, hence the nickname for the team. Also, they got Suarez. Suarez? Suarez, a very talented player, kind of famous uh, two World Cups ago for an incident. I don't know if you follow soccer two um, World Cups ago. I mean, kind of. He bit someone. Oh, no. He bit oh, someone. Oh, yeah. Bitey Suarez. Bitey Suarez. We got him. <laughs> nice. And we he hasn't bitten anyone yet. He's Is he hungry? Does he come out with a look in his eyes? He's getting there. I, <laughs> I, I feel like they're feeding him, but maybe before we play, uh, I think we're playing Saudi Arabia tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You just <laughs> see him, like, snapping before the match. <laughs> like a dog. Oh, God. That's a pretty good reason. Yeah. 
I, uh, I also have my own dark horse contender that I'm thinking about swapping Germany out for, and I will take yours under advisement. All right. Uh, Iceland definitely leading the charge. I love me some Icelandic athletes. I, I really, really wanted to get Iceland in this draft, but I don't... I think maybe some chickens? <laughs> They either got Iceland or, like, I, I forget. It's crazy. So were the chickens first, or did they have to get chickens to give the World Cup spots to? I think it's because we have to have 32 people, and not a lot of people, like, I've got a bunch of cousins, but they don't respond to the emails. That's a that's an issue I have, though. Do you have the exact number of chickens required to fill up the spots, or do some chickens go without spots? Well, no, all of the chickens represent a conglomerate. <laughs> oh, I see. Just like a bunch of dogs also incorporate okay. to get a So they're single... like FIFA. <laughs> they're... Yes, they're exactly Ch- like FIFA. Chicken FIFA. So I want to let you know who I am potentially thinking about rooting for. And that is a little country you might have heard of called Peru. Oh, Peru. That's very close to Uruguay. <laughs> I had mentioned them earlier. Uh, but I was reading through, number one, the, the Peruvian, like, what do you call the, the outfits that they wear? You could call it the kit. The kit. The Peruvian kit, striking, beautiful, beautiful red. Uh, the Peruvian national anthem is a very common thing to chant during Peru matches. And I would like to read the translation of uh, of the Peruvian national anthem to you in English. Okay. Something is lost, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, this national anthem goes real hard. Are we ready? Yeah. The translation. We are free. May we always be so. May we always be so. And may the sun renounce its light before the break, before we break the solemn vow which the homeland lifted up to the eternal. Before we break the solemn vow which the homeland lifted up to the eternal. Let's see. I mean, that sounds pretty, pretty medieval epic. (laughs) For a long time, these are still the translated lyrics. For a long time, the oppressed Peruvian, uh, what? People? What is happening? What ha- For some reason, the, the like, scansion on this is all weird. For a long time, they were... Okay. There aren't the commas that would make this obvious. For a long time, the oppressed Peruvian, the ominous chain he dragged, condemned to a cruel servitude. For a long time, a long time, for a long time he quietly moaned. But as soon as the sacred cry, freedom in its coast was heard, the slave's indolence shaked the the humiliated, the humiliated, the humiliated, necks raised up, the humiliated necks raised up, raised up. Now the roar of rough chains that we had heard for three centuries of horror from the free at the sacred cry that the world heard astonished ceased. Everywhere the inflamed San Martin, freedom, freedom, he pronounced from the Andes, rocking their base, announced it as well in unison. With its influx the people woke up, and like lightning ran the opinion, from the Isthmus to the Tierra del Fuego, and from Tierra del Fuego to the icy regions. Everyone vowed to break the link that nature denied to both worlds, and break the scepter that Spain had reclined proudly on both. 
Lima fulfilled this solemn vow and severe its anger showed by throwing out the powerless tyrant who had been trying to extend his oppression. On its endeavor, the shackles cracked and the furrows that it had repaired in itself stirred up its hatred and vengeance inherited from its Inca and Lord. It keeps going. It is a very long national anthem. Kinda, kinda makes you wonder about I mean, ours is about a flag that we've stood about. I mean, a fl- yeah. Ours is about a flag. Ours is about a flag. The Peruvian National Anthem is a uh, literal series of very bombastic paragraphs about their freedom. <laughs> it sounds like they very much value their freedom from Spain. N- not only do they value their freedom, uh, they value the destruction of chains. The Peruvians hate chains. <laughs> And, 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 like, may the sun die before they're ever, like, their freedom's ever questioned again. Yeah. That's that's pretty kick-ass. Yeah, the Peruvian National Anthem is A+. You know what? I made a, I made a comment earlier, just mm-hmm. minutes, seconds ago, about our flag withstanding a battle. That's not what that song's about. Is it not? It's, it's not a miracle that the flag is still there. It means they're not losing the battle. Because the first thing you do, like when you take a fort, you lower the flags and raise your own. Oh! So it's just like, we withstood, the fort withstood, we withstood the battle. I never made that connection. I made that realization this fucking year. <laughs> this instant. Our flag is still there. It's not like, oh, bombs didn't hit the flag. It's, we didn't lose the fucking fort. Our flag is still there. As a child, I always thought it strange because you wouldn't imagine you'd target a flag with bombs. I, I Yeah, I was like, oh, bombs are going everywhere. It's a miracle. The flag is still there. No, I, yeah. I feel like I was taught that incorrect version of history by I, someone. Could be. Maybe we were all, I mean, we were all taught Columbus was a saint. True. A saint who wants to enslave and murder people. No, he's just a murderer. Yeah. So... The World Cup is on its way. I think all teams have played their first game. I believe so. We're still in the first stage. The first stage consists of three games. Mm-hmm. Everyone plays each other, basically, in the uh, in their groups. And that's why there's a million games all the time. Pretty much. And then the I think the top two from each group will go on to the next stage. Mm-hmm. And then the top ones, and then we'll get to the actual final game between... Uruguay. And Peru. And Peru, perhaps. I don't know how the brackets are lined up. You know, you're set in stone for Uruguay. Of course. That's not changing. I mean, I was randomly assigned it, so of course I will die for this team. But I'm going to say here on the podcast, my allegiance is now with the people of Peru. This could be a fun thing, because every week we could give updates, a World Cup corner, perhaps? World, WKK, World Cup corner. Yep. <laughs> sure. And uh, we, we can give updates about how our teams are doing. Yeah, I like that. Get yeah. involved with sports. Get involved with the most popular sport on the planet. And the most popular sporting event on the planet. Yep, and we're going to misappropriate and mispronounce every step of it as Americans do. Man, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. You know, I've been caring a lot more about sports recently, Henry. Oh, how so? Now, I don't know how much you follow sports. Clearly, you know Uruguay's up to something. I I have a tangential relationship with sports. 
I know they exist. I usually know when they're happening. Mm-hmm. Like right now is the summer of nothing. Yeah. So what sport are you interested in right now? So there's one thing that everyone in the world of sport is talking about. And I know that we try uh, to keep like straight news reads to a minimum uh, on the podcast. But I just want to, you know, bring everyone up to speed on what's going on in the world of sports. So everyone can be on the same page. Uh, and you're aware of this, of course, already. But oh, oh, please, don't even try me. I know exactly the headline you're about to say. But I'll just read straight from the article. There's no reading to gussy it up. It's a shame it happened. Uh, former Ultimate Fighting Championship women's bantamweight champion Ronda Rousey was suspended from World Wrestling Entertainment during last night's edition of Monday Night Raw thanks to a controversial segment in which Ronda Rousey blew her stack and attacked fellow wrestler Alexa Bliss along with general manager Kurt Angle with a foreign object. As a result, the MMA trailblazer, who's expected to earn her UFC Hall of Fame induction next month in Las Vegas, Nevada, will spend 30 days on the bench, a huge setback following her Money in the Bank pay-per-view showdown against Nia Jax inside the Allstate Arena in Chicago, Illinois. It's a long headline. It's a very long headline. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one might say it's the body of an article. Oh, one might say that. So Ronda Rousey attacked a manager and a wrestler with a foreign object? With a foreign object suspended. What's the foreign object? I think it was maybe a, a briefcase. Oh, like from the money in the bank <laughs> Yeah, maybe like a, like a money in the bank match. Now, I have not been following the glorified and renowned halls of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Ronda Rousey a face or a heel? Uh, it's tough to say. See, she started as kind of a face, but she's kind of like a face-heel combo. I mean, anyone with any sort of notoriety coming into the world of wrestling, it's hard not to start as a face. Everyone loves you. It's like when, uh, you know, the famous YouTube team Funhouse... They had two members go in to try to start being, uh, you know, not amateur mm-hmm. uh, wrestling. But one of them wanted to play a heel. And one of their coaches said, well, if you have a fan base, they're only going to see you as a face. Yeah. They're not really going to accept you as a heel because they want to cheer for you. Mm-hmm. They don't want to boo you because yeah. they're your fans. Mm-hmm. So maybe Ronda Rousey was co- sort of dealing with that. But this move... Attacking two people, one of them being a manager with a briefcase? Ah, suspended. 30-day suspension. This really throws a wrench in her plan. However, what screams heel more than a surprise appearance during this 30-day suspension? Oh, man. To knock someone off the ladder in the shoots and ladder. (laughs) The shoots and ladders match. Yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, that's a, I mean, I don't know, though. I think that maybe this was just a miscalculated risk on her part. Because, I mean, she was suspended, so it's not like it would be, it would be part of, like, a plan. She was just suspended for 30 days. That's no fun. Uh, I get what you're saying, but, like, surely heels in the past have not gone through full suspensions i mean yeah but that would be breaking the rules she's been suspended she's a heel from professional wrestling heels break the rules all the time they punch the ref look i don't know i don't know what wrestling you watch but the wrestling i watch has a very strict set of rules yeah have you never seen a tag team match you have to follow those rules 
And look, I'm just sad we're not going to see Ronda Rousey for 30 whole days. It just didn't specify whether it was business days or not. (laughs) I hope the weekends count, because this is interminable. I mean, come on, John. You've seen... Jesus Christ. I'm not very professional. You've seen heels punch the ref before. You've seen, like, obviously bad tag team stuff. Yeah, and I don't know why they, why they don't just eject those people from the league. A I, suspension's not good enough, in my book. I will Cut say. Cut them out. I've never once in my life heard of a suspension from the World Wrestling Entertainment Federation, etc. Uh-huh. And so I don't feel like Ronda Rousey's going to be gone for 30 days. I feel like she's going to be back sooner than either of us think. I don't know if, I don't know if World Wrestling Entertainment would... St- Stoop to a ploy like that. Look, they're the leaders in wrestling-based entertainment. Would they really play with our emotions like that? Uh, related, I'm very sad that at no point was I able to, like, have a whole episode about that WrestleMania I watched. I don't know what that means. I watched WrestleMania one time, and then I wanted to have an episode about it. You didn't invite me, so I didn't get to see it. (laughs) Uh, yeah, you were doing other stuff, I think. Yeah, sure. I'd send you pictures of it. Mm. Everyone hates Wrestling Mania until John's around. What? Uh, Ronda Rousey, uh, squatted Triple H. Come again? Okay, so, you know Triple H? You're saying they had men folk? Oh, yeah. There was a cross-gender match. There was... And women folk in the same squared circle? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Why do they call it a squared circle? Uh, tough to say. It's really just a square. It's just a square. But yeah, she, uh, she squatted him. It was pretty great. Why did she stop the UFC for... Oh, she didn't want to get hurt anymore. Uh, because she lost real bad to Holly Holm. Three times in a row. Yeah. And, uh, honestly, if I had built up a significant cult of personality and people were willing to pay me three times what fucking tight-fisted Dana White would pay me... Yeah, I, I would turn to act... Oh, she can't act. I don't know, though. She acts pretty good about squatting Triple H. She That's a pretty good act. They tried to put her in movies. Yeah, don't do that. She's she's a she's a tremendous athlete, and athletes are very rarely great actors, except for John Cena. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> He's pretty good. Also, uh, um, basketball people. Some of them are some okay actors. True, Michael Jordan. Yeah, he was good in uh, the Looney Tune movie, Space Jam. Some people call it that. Some people call it Space Jam. Some people call it uh, Space Cowboy. No, that's you're thinking of the one with Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, Men in Black. <laughs> Is he not in Space Cowboys? Oh, probably. I thought we were talking about Men in Black. No. Man. I'm talking about Tommy Lee Jones. Oh. <laughs> not, wait... What is happening? I'm messing with What is with happening? You. Uh, uh, we, we were talking about Ronda Rousey and how her suspension is a, is a bummer, but the smarter of us <laughs> in this room feel like she's not going to be curtailing the no official regulations by some type of world wrestling entertainment. I put that in air quotes every syllable. Look, I, I get that she does what she wants. Look, she 
squatted a man. She slapped a lady. Yeah, you 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 feel like you feel like a woman who can squat Triple H is gonna sit by on the bench for thirty days. No, she's gonna find someone else to squat. <laughs> she's going to get so much better at squatting in those thirty days. She's <laughs> gonna come back and she's gonna squat two Triple H's. Personal record. It would be funny if the WWE suspension was like it was tantamount to being in prison, <laughs> where you just you work out a bunch. You get super ripped, and then you come back with a fiery passion, just like prison, to, to wrong all of the wrongs you were dealt. So it would be great if after this 30-day suspension, Ronda Rousey came back way more jacked, but also she had, like, a streak of white in her hair to show that time had passed. Yeah. Or she's she wears glasses now to show that time has passed. John Mulaney. John, John Mulaney. That's a John Mulaney bit, right? I know, he ended one of his... Uh, Shows with that line. You're right. I was wondering where I got that from. You stole it. I didn't steal it. Mm. I borrowed it. There you go. Zero burgers. Zero burgers. (laughs) Ah. The only podcast with absolutely no burgers (laughs) in it. Zero burgers. The chickens have Brazil, by the way. Oh, the chickens. Oh, that's a good get for those chickens. Yeah, Germany went to to a dog and the chickens (laughs) have Brazil. What a fun world we live in. I almost feel like that has to be set up because if you end up with Germany or Brazil, you're like riding high on the hog. It's completely random. My dad and my mom, they share one team. My my dad and my mom, they just give the they just give the ballots to the dogs and the chickens. No, no, I was going to say they have Australia. Oh. I know nothing about Australia. They, uh, Socceroos, they call them. Ugh. My sister has Mexico, and my okay. fiancé has Nigeria. Ooh, Nigeria. That's, a, you that's an know, interesting one. You want to know Nigeria's team name? What? The Super Eagles. Ah, uh, that's very good. Because <laughs> fuck you. Like, we could have just been the Eagles, but no. We are the Super Eagles. We could have shown some amount of restraint... But we know how good we are, and we're the super eagles. We're better than normal eagles, and that's saying a lot, because eagles are pretty damn super. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the fielding of the Portuguese mega murderers. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Uh, if you had a World Cup team, what would you name it? What color would the kit be? And how would you ultimately lose? Um, that's a lot of good questions, John. <laughs> Our name would be uh, MK Ultra. MK Ultra, okay. Our kit would be very uh, plain, kind of like a sensory deprivation <laughs> chamber. Okay, so like pure black or pure white? K- kind of like in between. Okay. Does it absorb light? <laughs> it's like a gradient of black to white oh. that's done so, like, finely you can't really tell. Like, is that gray? Like, the TV would probably just pick up gray. And you can't, like, pick them up on facial detection technology. Uh, you say, how would we lose? Yeah. Well, yes, how would you lose? <laughs> the entire team stands completely still with their hands to their temple <laughs> trying to move the ball. Okay. And they can't because that's impossible. That's a pretty good way to lose. MK Ultra. They have to play a lot of games that way. 
<laughs> you don't get eliminated after just one. No, you're right. They have to do that a lot. They don't learn. They probably, I mean, they're not going to win, so they oh, they could still tie. <laughs> they could. They honestly could. Their goalkeeper, amazing. He stays in one place, but every time they shoot, it just bounces off of him. It's a weird thing, you know, when you're when you're going up against a goalie with the ball. You've got a good, I don't know, 10, 12 feet. You could kick it anywhere. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time you end up kicking it straight to them. Yeah. Half the time. I mean, it must be easy to be a goaltender, right? No, it's the hardest <laughs> job on the field. Yeah, we had a really good one last World Cup, I think. Oh, yeah, we had we had a, a great game where he was the only player. Well, thank you for asking what my team would be. I was getting to it, John. I was giving you more time to think because... I care about your ideas. Yours was very well done for for being for having it sprung on you. I've thought about this for a long time. Oh, really? Go ahead. Let me ask you, mm-hmm. Jean. Yes. What would your World Cup team's name be? Uh, they would be the Accursed Angels. The ac- and <laughs> what is their kit? Uh, their kit is they have like a regular white soccer kit, but all of them have uh, massive black bat wings. Wow. Yeah. That's not gonna like wind resistance. <laughs> oh no! It's just on the back of the kit. They're still humans. Oh, okay. You might think. And, and what is, how are they going to lose? During one game, they vanish. <laughs> Just completely. It's a really by-the-books game. Uh, they get in, like, the second heat or whatever. And then just, during a game, just gone. All of them. All of them. Even the goalie. <laughs> Even the goalie. What about the manager or the coach? Manager's gone. Oh, the entire organization. The entire organization vanishes. Is there, like, a beam of light that sucks them up? Or are they just, like... They, so, imagine uh, they're running. Okay, all of them running. <laughs> all of them are running, as you do in soccer. All, all players must constantly move. All players constantly they'll die, running. They'll die like sharks. Yeah. Uh, and then, all of a sudden, vanish, and then it's just, like, the kit on the ground. Just, oh, they leave the kit. What about the wings on the kit? Are the they're wing- gone. The wings are gone. The wings are gone. the shirt and the pants. Because all that time you thought it was just a design on the back. They were... Turns out they were really... Cursed angels. <laughs> they were really cursed angels. And then they were uh, brought back to uh, face judgment at the hand of the father wow. <laughs> during that game. So, wait, this is like a reverse angels in the outfield where the angels are actually there and we can see them yeah. until we can't. And they're... I want to be a thousand percent clear. They're very evil angels. <laughs> they deserve to be punished. They fell with the brightest star, am I right? They are the, uh... They're not, like, devil level, but they're pretty bad. Oh, okay. They really agree with everything FIFA does. <laughs> they agree with their crime. Their their cosmic, <laughs> eternal crime. Yes. Is being okay with the practices of FIFA. Well, FIFA uh, contacted them. <laughs> and, uh... Hey, <laughs> random group of angels. Yeah. Are our business practices okay? Well, FIFA contacted them, and uh, they wanted a new stadium for the Accursed Angels to play with. And, uh, you know, FIFA was like, what a shame there's a favela there. Accursed Angels made the favela disappear. Wow. Everyone in it vanished. Wow. They became angels. <laughs> they became more. They recruited for the team. Yeah. Everyone they kill becomes an accursed angel. You know, you're supposed to put 11 people on the field. 
They field 1,100. Oh my god. How can anyone move? <laughs> uh, they all vanished eventually, so well, it, didn't, it wasn't an issue for a while. But, gotcha. Yeah. That would be really fun. A para world cup <laughs> you know yeah one step beyond world cup like uh are we talking like a mutant league football world cup well even including supernatural elements as yeah. well yeah okay so like a blood bowl world cup blood burl blood burl blood cup blood bowl is the nerdiest thing i've ever seen it's like warhammer but football yeah. or rugby it's football okay Weird that it's British. Yeah. Eh. I mean, it, the, the idea is clearly let's mix high fantasy monsters with football, a la the Monstars. Oh, like uh, Space Cowboys, Space yeah. Truckers. Yeah. Uh, um, Convoy. <laughs> there you go. Convoy. The song, Convoy. <laughs> uh, so, if we're allowed to transition, John, I've got a neat little internet thing that oh. we can explore briefly. Absolutely. This is a site called The Longest Poem in the World. Okay. And what it does is it scrapes, for lack of a better term, because it's technically what it's doing, Twitter mm -hmm. for rhyming couplets. Oh. And I want to read a portion... Please do. Of the longest poem in the world. Please do. I wish I would give it titles, because that would be cool, too. However, it does not. So this is just called The Longest Poem in the World. You could just call it Tiny Buttons. Tiny Buttons. Assume the position when you see a bad one. Too many haters. I'm done. About to switch up my career path again. Not sure I can take another sleepless night in pain. New hair and nails? I'm a bad bitch. Any man under six feet is a friend. Unless he's rich. <laughs> Voices in my head telling me I'm gonna end up dead. Can't wait to go to bed. Send him to Davy Jones' locker. I love how guys get so excited over soccer. <laughs> oh my god. My, That's so good. My guardian angel is a drama queen. I laughed when they asked if my piss clean. <laughs> All because I wanted to be loved. Like shit, lol. <laughs> I don't feel special at all. LOL. Oh, lol. 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 Oh. I like me better when I'm with you. Can't stop, won't stop chatting. This tweet, number two. <laughs> uh, this is amazing. Does it just keep going? You can hit a button. The button is an ellipses, dot, 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 and then it loads a completely new uh, stanza. Okay. Can I give one of those a shot? I, yep, I just loaded this one. <laughs> okay. Did not read it beforehand, so if there's any different language, like sometimes they'll put Japanese characters, which I suppose they rhyme. Uh, this is really good. Uh, I would give anything to be fr three again. Now I'm in pain. I'm trying my best. All my shows coming back, I'm pressed. It's not the heat. <laughs> Wanna go out to eat? R.I.P.X. Should I watch The Good Place or Superstore next? <laughs> There's always hope. I guess the neighbors think I'm selling dope. Twelve seconds, end of the day. I'm about to do my first sew-in on myself. 
Let us pray. <laughs> Someone help. How do I stop my socks from slipping down? I only said that because you're not around. <laughs> Pain is a sign of progress. E-U-N-A-O-A-G-U-M-E-N-T-O-M-I-A-S. <laughs> what does that spell? <laughs> Nothing. You could... That doesn't spell anything. You... D- no idea. That's a that's so good. What what's the URL for this bad boy? Uh the URL. People I, use Google. They could just Google the things you said. I mean it's just it's just called the longest poem in the Oh, if you click it takes you to the tweet. If you click on the on the on the line, it takes you to the tweet. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. The URL is Well, it starts www.longestpoemandthewoe. So that's probably longest poem in the world. Oh, dot I, edu. I can, I can open a browser. It is exactly www.longestpoemintheworld.com. You can go get your own stanzas to read. It's just this cool little thing. Like we talked about in the past, we've talked about Dadaism, mm-hmm. and we talked about sort of these poets, sometimes coders. Just concerned about creating new texts. Mm-hmm. I forget they weren't called. They weren't part of. They sprung out of the Dadaist movement. I forget their name. It was something like French, right? It was French. Okay, exactly. And um, they were just concerned about the creation of new texts. How do we ensure that there will always be new text? And this would fall right into their uh, category. Yeah, I mean, you're taking like disparate phrases. And you're turning them into these completely new things. Like, there was, a, there was a certain amount of real weight given to some of these things that were in no way meant to go together whatsoever. And because the way rhyming works, and because of the way the human brain works, like, when we perceive things fitting together like a puzzle, mm-hmm. our brain gets a little tickled, and we get a, a small little shot of endorphins... And it makes us happy, mm-hmm. and sometimes, you know, it surprises us so much we laugh. I think that the, there's a fair amount of that coming out of uh, less so places like Botnik Studios and uh, a number of people who are training. I mean, there's a big difference between, like, what Botnik does, which is predictive text keyboards, which then people use to write stories. Yeah. So the reason why what Botnik makes it so well put together is because a human being is editing it. Yeah. A human being is choosing what comes next out of a uh, limited selection. I, I mean, yeah, to a certain ex- extent, all of the Robotnik sort of products are like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, uh, they're being assembled by a, a machine learning like bot, mm-hmm. but a human is still picking like the right word or, or the most correct word, the most correct form of speech to go in that sentence. Exactly, which is what makes them easy to digest, whereas you have, like, a lot of other people who are taking this thing and they, you know, feed 200 recipe books into a bot and have it make recipes completely separate from human intervention. And uh, I almost nothing makes me, like, laugh or think more than those things do because I think it does go down to a a basic human desire to connect points to create a line. So when... I think that a lot of that stuff makes you laugh, even when it's not, like, funny. 
Because one of the, the greatest like points of human elation is when you take two things that make no sense apart, but there's just enough to create them together. You create a new like neural pathway, you create a new kind of thought, and it makes you laugh. Yeah. It, it releases positive chemicals into your bloodstream because you're like, ah, I'm learning, ha ha ha. <laughs> and this is why I do have a slight beef to air on the podcast. Uh-oh. Uh, it's not a major beef. It's a minor beef. A minor beef? Uh, I think that the stuff that, like, Botnik Studios is doing is really cool and funny. Uh, and I think that the stuff that uh, a lot of these, uh, like, deep, not deep learning, but these, like, uh, artificial intelligence people are doing with, like, feeding recipe books and romance novels and TV descriptions to bots and seeing what they can come up with from language with minimal human intervention is both technologically fascinating and really funny. Yeah. That's great. Uh, there is a kind of growing amount of people who are trying to, I guess, ape that style in fully written, like fully human written articles that have been showing up on like BuzzFeed and images that have been showing up. The most popular one is like, it starts by saying that I had a bot and it just says bot and doesn't say anything about it but just i had a bot watch a thousand olive garden commercials or a thousand hours of olive garden commercials whatever it says and this is what i came up with and sure it's funny like it's it's funny and somewhat absurd but where it comes from is a place that is so detectably human uh that really doesn't evoke any of the like really deep feelings that that almost purely random humor does so, uh, and it's really irritating for me. Like, I read it, and I'm like, I see how someone could find that funny, but it in, is in no way as thought-provoking as something like having a bot make recipes. So what you're saying, what, what you're really getting at is, when your girlfriend shared the Olive Garden joke with our, our on our group chat, mm-hmm. you didn't like that. No, I laughed at it because I thought it was funny. You uh, just found it not as genuine. Yeah, I, I don't like that it was... I it, mean, I understand that it is like supposed to be funny, and it might just be satire of those kinds of things, and that's fine. And I think that it is genuinely funny. Uh, the Olive Garden one, I really liked, but I, it left me with the impression of being too perfect. Yeah, exactly. Everything works too well. That, that's what, like, really makes stuff like what Botnik does so fun, is because what they make, since it is just a, a predictive text keyboard that has, like, tons of information thrown into it, it will make connections that you don't expect, and when you don't expect those connections, that's where most of the humor comes from. You know, like, if it says, this character and this character are pacing around a large knife, or whatever, it's just a funny thing because it's a connection that you never thought to make. Whereas if you have something that is purely written, uh, even if it's just written for satire, then it's it, it just comes away feeling a little fake. But I feel bad about this beef because it is uh, the most pedantic beef you can have. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you're going to pick a hill to die on, that's this isn't the hill. This isn't, yeah. this isn't not even a molehill or whatever. It's, it's absolutely funny for what it is. But the fact that no matter what, whenever I see that shared, because it's very popular, I will be like, eh, that's not written by a robot. <laughs> uh, which just goes back into uh, my ultimate act of pedantry, which is the critical lens that I view all humor from. 
Isn't that, like, the basis of your entire interaction with the world? Yeah, I, I view humor through an extremely critical lens and dislike everything. Which is kind of true. Nah, you laugh a lot. I do. It's just not... Because even though you view the world, your or not the world, you view comedy through that critical lens, the things that actually get through that lens and surprise you in those small little moments of vulnerability, you can't deny are funny. True. And that's why the secret soup line is so good. The secret soup line is good. Uh, unlimited stick. <laughs> uh, it's just too good. Like, the part where it's like, you know... The, the waitress says this is from the kitchen and there's a blurb that's like, you know, it, it, we, there's no there's no way to know if it's from yeah. the kitchen or not. How are we to know? That's That would not, like those those scenes where like we see the blank, we see the blank, those wouldn't re- really be written in a commercial. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. It, it's not even worth getting into that a robot could not watch commercials and then create text from that. But also, uh... When I realize that that thing is probably just a loose satire, way better. Because it's in no way a forgery. It's not meant to make you think that, I mean, there's no, like, scientific backing to it. It's fine. It's funny. It exists. There's no reason for me to hate on it. What's up? Never in the history of the restaurant has Olive Garden had nachos. That's true. So how in the world would this... would you be able would a bot fed exclusively Olive Garden commercials ever find the word nachos? It obviously could not. So that's a tip of the hand by the the author, right? To show that this is satire. Am I going crazy? Is nachos actually in that loaded pasta chips? Loaded pasta chips, not the word nachos. nachos. Oh, but they are loaded. Maybe, fuck Olive Garden. Maybe, alright, so I'll back it up. Maybe there is a commercial that's like, you know, oh, they're like nachos. There's, I don't know. I don't know how to write copy. Uh, also, it's it's satire. Like, there's no reason for us to examine I thought I popular. had, what's the word? Irrevocable proof. Uh-huh. But I don't. I think also the person who did made you, it said that it's not did like you, a bot. Did, wait, did you Google Olive Garden nachos? Hell yeah. Fact checking me? Yeah. Fact checking me on <laughs> my just, own goddamn show? I just knew that there's nothing you can put past Olive Garden. Uh, oh, yeah? There's nothing. <laughs> Let's have a little challenge, John. <laughs> okay, the Olive Garden challenge? The Olive Garden challenge. You get to pair one word of Olive Garden mm-hmm. in hopes that it doesn't make a result. Like, it doesn't bring up a thing. Okay. But, you know, not like. Not like Olive Garden Spaceship or whatever. No, yeah, like, it's gotta be, I mean... A semi-plausible food. A semi-plausible food, yeah, food. Okay. You already did yours, right? What, Olive Garden nachos? Uh, I thought you you put your phone down. I thought you had already looked at it. Oh, I did not realize the phones were... Well, no, we gotta look it up. Okay. So I look it up on my phone, you look yours up on your phone, and then we'll compare. I gotta think of a good food to pair with Olive Garden that they for sure... I've never done. Oh, you know it'd be good. What? We bounce it off of each other. Like, you tell me, Olive Garden, this, I look it up. If there's nothing for that, you win. Oh, okay, let's do that. We'll cross, cross-pollinate, if you will. Okay, but we will both keep our answers secret until the end. All right, so who goes first? 
Who most recently ate at an Olive Garden? The last time I ate at an Olive Garden was about three years ago. All right. Well, Jamie loves it, so we get it to go sometimes. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. You are going to have a distinct advantage over me. Uh-huh. Because I know their menu. I order the same thing every time. Okay. Let, right. let me go ahead and put Olive Garden yeah, in here. Put, make sure to pre-fill your Olive Garden. Okay. You ready for this? Yes. You ready for this? What's the one thing Olive Garden does not have? Sushi. That's a that's a real, real good bet. Okay. But you, you gotta give me yours now. Okay. I'm going to say... Ooh, this is a tough one. I almost want to take Olive Garden to task on something specific, but that's a big bet. I want you to put in Olive Garden tacos. Oh, ho, ho. Ho, ho. Surely if they've done nachos, they've never done tacos. I'm just going to go to images. <laughs> That's basically what I did. Mm. 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 And I'll expand the rules a little bit. If you can find a picture that would plausibly make me believe that Olive Garden has whatever the fuck I said, go for it. Um... How about how about a headline? Oh boy! Uh, I found this on <laughs> the most reputable of sources, E Online. <laughs> oh, nice! Here's the headline: Olive Garden's new Biadina sandwich tastes like Taco Bell. We tried it. Okay, well that's not a that's not adding a taco. Ah, fuck. <laughs> I'd say that's maybe like a quesadilla. It looks kind of like a quesadilla. Um, I'm willing... I think I'm willing to call it. I Let's save our conclusions until both answers are on the table. Okay, I've definitely got an answer for you. Really? Uh, because I, I think that I'm ready to call it. And I'm going to call it... Uh, it's a big win for Henry. Oh, uh, is there not Olive Garden there sushi? There is no Olive Garden sushi uh, whatsoever. And I'm also willing to give you a half point for whatever that is. All right. Well, so I'm walking away with a point and a half, I get a big fat zero. Wow. And our first Olive Garden challenge, probably our last. <laughs> I do want to try one thing, though. Oh, what? Uh, let's see. What other word can we pair with Olive Garden? Oh, fuck. I should have done it. I should have fucking done it. What? What, what was your... I was going to take Olive... I was going to take Olive Garden to task and say Olive Garden Putinesca, which is a really uh, fairly common pasta dish with uh, capers. They have no such thing. Really? <laughs> they do not. All right. I wanted to take them to task you for being shitty fake food. You could have called out the Italian restaurant for not having a common Italian dish. I certainly could have, and I did not. Oh, uh, well... Hindsight, as they say, is nachos. Yeah, you know, Olive Garden, a restaurant that kind of has tacos, but doesn't make pasta putinesca. Fucking Olive Garden. I think they have a burger now. Sure. What's it called? The Italiano Burger? <laughs> no, it's called Olive Burger. Oh, is it just made of olives? Ew. They're gonna rename their, uh... Oh, Olive Burger. <laughs> yeah. Rename their restaurant. <laughs> Uh, or would it be Burger Garden? <laughs> you know, unlimited soup, salad, and hamburgers. Mmm. <laughs> Just take... Mm -mm. Instead... Wait, 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 wait. 
Just like mama used to make. Instead of when they give you your soup and they bring you out, uh, you know, a little basket of fresh breadsticks, it's just a little, a little, uh, a little creche of soft hamburgers that they bring out to you. And then you just dip them in the soup. Oh, wait, they're like patty formed? <laughs> yeah. Formed patties? <laughs> yes. They're oh. basically like, uh, they're like cookies. McDoubles. <laughs> oh, so they're like really thin? They're like thin, they've got like a bun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't like, burgers. I don't like the phrase, a creche of soft burgers. <laughs> well, I don't think soft burgers should ever be said again. <laughs> People don't use the word creche often enough. I don't know what it means. It's like a, it's like a building where people put their children. Oh. A cr- CR, are you Googling the word creche? I've Googled the word creche. This has been a fact checking episode. Yeah, well, that's what you get. Zero burgers. <laughs> yeah, zero. No bur- burgers, but facts. <laughs> <laughs> no burgers, but also no credits. <laughs> really? Uh, it was just zero. Just zero. That's all we have here at zero. You know, we came into this episode pretty light on content. And god damn it, we're leaving light on content. What do you mean? We talked about a ton. No, we didn't. We talked about the World Cup. That's the, the World Cup and Ronda Rousey are the only pertinent things we actually talked about. Hey, if nothing else, we promised a new segment. Yeah, the World Cup corner. And we seriously do need to remember to like keep up with that. I'll get it tattooed on my arm like Memento. Hey, uh, if there's one thing you can't forget about in the world right now, it's the World Fucking Cup. Yeah, because it's tattooed on everyone's arm like Memento. But you know what would be really fun, Henry? What would be really fun, John? I understand that we're doing the World Cup corner, but there's a lot of teams out there. There's 32 of them. Almost as many teams as people who listen to Zero Credits. That's amazing. So, we've both got a team, so Dib's there, but if the listeners want to reach out to us and let us know your teams, we will brag in your fucking faces when Peru and Uruguay crush them. Yeah, yeah, we'll trash talk your shitty teams from here to Saudi Arabia, that's one of the teams trying to tie this all together, and so you should send your teams to us. So we can know which teams to target. If you want to send us a, a tweet calling us out for this, you can always send it to ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com, which stands for Henry Make It Soccer Theme. Can we retire this bit? <laughs> it stands for Zidane. Uh-huh. Oh, he headbutted a guy. Cristiano Pele. Nailed it. I knew you were going to do Pele for P. Very good. Oh shit, another C. Childish Gambino. Uh-huh. W. Wales. Wales. Henri. Henri. That's too easy. Uh-huh. Go for it. J. There's a country with a team. Land of the Rising Sun. Nippon. There we go. So uh, you can send us a tweet to air your beef in public, but if you want to be a fucking World Cup coward and send us an anonymous message to tell us what your favorite team is, you can send that to zerocreditsasapodcast at gmail.com. We'll call you out. We'll let everyone know what team you picked. Brazil. What are you? Chicken. Bergrick, Bergrick, Bergrick. That is amazing. <laughs> And, of course, uh, sometimes we stream video games on twitch.tv slash zero credits. I've been thinking of a thing that I kind of want to cook up on that channel, actually. Oh, you're going to do a cooking show? Thinking about a cooking. And, uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook through some means. 
one of the most important things you can do is like, comment, and subscribe on iTunes. Those iTunes reviews really matter. Really helps get the word out. How are we supposed to get sponsorships and uh, move to our new country of Peru without you sending in those sweet, sweet reviews? Review Peru, the longest poem in the world. And, of course... The most important thing you can do, I remind you of this every week, but the word of the mouth is the only way we can subscribe, survive, you, and you, hide, and hide <laughs> from our real world problems. Yes, if there's a tornado coming, subscribe, survive, and hide. Uh, so tell your friends, uh, tell your family members. There's a lot of really big family holidays coming up. Uh, so, you know, when you're all sitting around the Arbor Day table, ready to dig into your soft pile of trees just turn to your uncle and say we're gonna do we're gonna role play this oh, now. okay hi uncle oh hi i am your uncle do you care for podcasts oh i listen to mark Marin. oh well uh we have this thing called zero credits that's pretty good oh. uh, by we i mean uh, my friends oh you're friends with these people uh, yeah, I just listened to their show, but I think we're friends. Oh, isn't that a delectable? I'm gonna eat some soft logs. Uh, man, that was a bad roleplay, but I... Whatever do you mean? <laughs> oh, boy, the uncle has followed me out of the roleplay. Uh, but of course, tell your friends, tell your uncle, tell your soft trees. Uh, because, really, we won't get anywhere without you telling people about us. And from everyone here. How did you escape the confines of the roleplay? At Zero Credit Studios Apartment, we want to wish you a good holiday. What's your favorite team, Uncle? Trees! I meant to drink wine to give myself content. <laughs>